Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I don't know. I mean, shots fell down. Um, Jump shot felt really good, so uh, and they kept leaving me open, so I just kept shooting it. But uh, once again, teammates do a great job of giving you the ball, you know, on time, uh, and it, it makes it a lot easier. Tyler, not sure if you know this, but you're 19 of your last 25 from the field over the last two games. What's gotten into you at the offensive end? I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess my jump shot, like I said, my jump shot's been feeling really good, so. Um, you know, it's something that a lot of, like, I got a lot of confidence in it, and um, I'm kind of letting it go pretty quickly, so it uh, makes it a little easier when some of the bigs are dropping uh, way down in the lane on you, but, uh, you know, once again, teammates, you know, attack them and then throw the ball back to me, it makes it pretty easy. When training camp again, did you know anything at all about Tyler Zell? No, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, uh, but the more and more I play with him and uh, play and practice with him, you know, the more and more I'm excited that he's with us. Celtics go wire to wire. They win this one 108 to 89. Trap game no more. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog, powered by Lynda.com and Peak Organic Group. Welcome to the program. I am Jared Weiss. With me, as usual, Julian Edlow. And a newcomer to the show, Chef Brian Santos. Welcome doing, to the show. How you doing? Welcome to the Garden Report. Appreciate now, this is Chef Brian Santos. He is the chef for the premium suites here at the TD Garden. He was also a contestant in Hell's Kitchen Season 13. And he is a fascinating guy to talk to. We are excited to have him with us on the show. We thought oh, we'd mix things up a little bit for tonight's episode. Yeah. So welcome aboard. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. This, is, this is, sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So we're going to break down the game real quick because he was busy cooking during the game. So we're going to break it down real quick. And then we're going to start talking to him about food, basketball, a lot of more fun. So first off, Avery Bradley, huge game. Tyler Zeller, career high, 26 points. Avery Bradley doing his best. Russell Westbrook impression there going for <laughs> yeah, the triple-double. Not quite. It wasn't quite Russell Westbrook-like, but what – what was the best part of tonight's game? Was it the wire-to-wire -wire lead? I think what we saw from Avery Bradley was the best part, just with Isaiah Thomas out. You know, Bradley's had a good season. He's shown us that he can shoot the ball better than I think we th a lot of us thought he could. But to see, like you said, his best Russell Westbrook impersonation, we don't see Avery Bradley fill up the stat sheet a lot. And tonight, with the 20 points, the 10 rebounds, that was only his second career double-double. Six assists, two steals to go along with it. He shot eight for 14. He was four of seven from three. This was a very well-balanced game from Avery Bradley. And although we've seen some good performances from Avery Bradley, we can't say that we've seen this type of balance out of him much. 
So I thought that was the, the nicest thing to see. And he even shut down Jason Richardson, who only shot one for seven tonight. <laughs> he shut so down Jason Richardson, He made Jason Richardson look like a 35-year-old Jason Richardson. <laughs> Very impressive, AP. Impressive, AP. Congrats to you. Now the Celtics are in the playoffs right now, and we're going to talk to you a little in a few minutes about that. Uh, now all the players after the game, the coach talking about how they didn't really pay attention to that. Uh, they're right now they're tied uh, for the seventh seed. They're technically sitting at nine, but I mean, right. they're tied with everybody. So they're playing Indiana. Uh, do they get another one? They might not get another one against Indiana, but Miami they, they get have, another I, shot at. Yeah. So I mean, by the, within a week and a half from now, they could be locking in that eighth seed right there. Maybe maybe even the seventh seed. This team is looking like a consistent playoff team right now. They're drastically overachieving their talent level, but they seem to be well run. And a big sign of that is going into a trap game, which Avery Bradley didn't even know what that was at right. first, which is funny because he just answered a question on the court during the postgame thing about how it wasn't a trap game for them. So not really sure what happened there. But how they didn't let this be a trap game. They went up against mm -hmm. a Philadelphia team that, at least at the end, was playing their butts off, but that was after they were down by about 27 points at one point there. Uh, but the fact that they came out and just destroyed a team that they're supposed to destroy, that's something that the Celtics weren't doing early on, and that's what they're doing now. I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna run this thing out and make a push into the playoffs, they're going to have to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. If you start losing games that you're supposed to win, there's no way you're gonna find yourself in the playoffs. So good to see them continue the win streak, push it to five games. You know, the the players did play it cool after the game, like their coach does. You know, yes, they know where they are in the standings, but they're not thinking about the playoffs. They're just thinking about going out and winning the next game, and that's been one of the keys to their success. But when you watch them play basketball as a team, you can just see how much fun that they're having together. They enjoy it. The bench, you know, looks different than if you, if you were to just keep a camera on the Boston bench at the beginning of the season, keep a camera on the Boston bench now. It's more energized, you can, you can tell. And that's because they're having fun, as Tyler Zeller said. Yes, this is fun, going after a playoff position, going after a playoff seed. So, you know, I, don't, I think very few people saw the Celtics achieving this type of success this season and now you know they've made a lot of moves they've especially you know hey we're gonna trade Rondo we're gonna trade Green and then we're gonna be better a lot of people didn't see that happening and it has happened so you know we'll see how they close this out based on can they win the games they're supposed to win now Tyler Zeller hasn't really had a ton of huge games lately. He had a good game last time, mm -hmm. but tonight was huge for him. Twenty-six points, only five rebounds, but he shot eleven for fifteen from the field. That's and good. he was taking those eighteen footers that we haven't yep. seen a lot from him tonight. He was shooting from the top of the key. That was great to see. Really stretching it out, not just on the wings. Zeller had a really good game overall. Mm -hmm. He was going up against Nerlens Noel for a lot of that, going up a little bit against Henry Sims. But he was going up against a guy that you could imagine would be a bit of a matchup issue for him. A really fast athletic guy and right. he dramatically won that contest and sure Noel picked, picked up a lot of good stuff late in the game kind of in garbage time but overall Zeller really took it to his opponent tonight he did we're seeing good things from Tyler Zeller like you said the best thing we saw 11 of 15 and those were not all points in the paint so that was very good to see from him and like you mentioned the matchup with Noel you know Noel is still kind of a young guy although Zeller's only been in the league a few years himself it's good to see that Zeller can score on somebody who, you know, should be a mismatch for him. So, I mean, obviously, in, in, if the Celtics were to make the playoffs, they're almost going to be a mismatch at every position, <laughs> seemingly so, sure, except, yeah. except they're going to have to, you know, be the more well-coached team, be the, 
be the stronger unit if they're gonna if they're gonna compete in the playoffs. But we're ways off from that. I'm getting way ahead of ahead of ourselves. Going back to Zeller tonight, he did a very good job of kind of knowing what he is able to do and what he isn't able to do. And at the beginning of the season, I think that's changed because at the beginning of the season, he would have said that shooting that 18-foot jump shot is something that he couldn't do, and now he is. So that was the best thing I thought from Zeller. All right, let's quickly, let's get out of basketball, so just really rapid-fire boxing ball so we can talk to the chef here. Uh, rapid-fire, I'll go with uh, Bradley as the baller of the night. Like I said, he had a really well, a really balanced performance, so I'm sticking with that. Um, and then... Career high 26, I guess, would be the box. All right, I'll Tyler just agree Zeller. with those so we can get done with this. Good. Enough basketball. Talk we about did food. our duty. It's a post-game show. Now let's talk about food. Talk about I like food. food a lot, So as you can tell. So <laughs> let's talk food here. Uh, take us into – you're the chef for the premium area Agreed. of the garden. Yes. Now, you guys have undergone a massive renovation, dramatically enhanced experience there. And it's uh, we've been up there. We filmed a lot of shows from that area. And it's 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 amazing up there. I mean, it really it's, – it's like a really – it really is a luxurious experience now. Tell us what you bring to the table to make that experience so great. Um, I mean, basically, we just – you know, we, we treat one guest, one client at a time. I mean, we have almost 90 boxes, the Heineken Boardroom, Patrol Lounge. Um, even up here in the halo, we have the boxes. So, you know, making sure, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, kind of like a sport, you know, you make sure everything's repetitious, you know, you're doing things consistent and consistently going out and you're just having fun and, you know, good things show from that, good things happen from that. So, um, being able to show creativity, you know, throw a little motion and, and, and at the at the end of the day, I mean, we all work, you know, 14, 16 hour days here. So we gotta have fun, you know, that's the main part. You gotta have fun. If you're not enjoying what you're doing here, uh, go find another job. You know, so it's a, it's been a fun fun season. I mean, we've we've had a young team. We've had a roller coaster with the Bruins. Um, so you know, now it's just you know, I believe we're both going to make playoffs. So it's a it's been a run, and I think it's a, you know getting all these Celtics players right now in stride, um, getting some you know playoff games underneath their belt. I mean, you know, it's it's to make a world to them. So. Well, it looks like there's a good chance to make the playoffs, which means we all get to work a little bit more. So that'll be <laughs> nice. What? Last thing before we go to part two, what, uh, let's, okay, let's say tonight, I show up at my premium suite, what am I eating, what, what is the dining experience like for me? Uh, I mean, what are you eating? I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm eating whatever you want me to eat, so you <laughs> tell me. Uh, you know, usually we, we start off, uh, you know, we, we do different packages, so, you know, um, I like to think of myself, so we do luxury suites, so, you know, we have anywhere from, let's say, 12 to 20 guests showing up, so. Uh, we do packages. We do a lot of packages where it's, you know, it's food constantly coming in at you. Um, so it could be anywhere from, you know, homemade chowder to homemade meatballs to some, you know, hog shanks coming at you, some steak tips, um, some, you know, Georgetown cupcakes coming at you towards uh, halftime. You know, it's it's that's a little bit of everything. About. I like food constantly <laughs> coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole part behind it is, you know, we're we're constantly, you know, as you're going there, you know, we're giving you the snacks, we're we're giving you entrees, we're giving you desserts, we're giving you, you know, any type of beverage you could possibly want to, you know, put down, you know, for a watering hole. So at the end of the day, I mean it's a it's a different environment, but at the same time it's 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 a it's like watching a game within a game. It's kinda it's it's almost surreal if you will. All right, we're going to come back for part two. We're going to just dive even deeper into the food party here. Uh, we're here with Chef Brian Santos, premium zone chef uh, for the TD Garden and Hell's Kitchen alum from season 13. Uh, we'll be right back on the Garden Report brought to you by Lynda.com and Pete Organic Brewing. I, don't know. I haven't heard him talk about it once. I'm dead serious. I mean, we've talked about it. We, we've seen the standings. Like, 
you see it, but I don't hear it. I have not heard them say whoever Miami's playing today or who's Charlotte playing today. They, they haven't talked about it around me. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I think we're – I just want to play good basketball, and I think our guys just want to play good basketball. And I think as a result, you have a lot more fun when you – when you spray the ball around the way we're spraying it around and when you're competing together and pulling for one another and five guys playing together on a string defensively and we're still not as good as we need to be. We're even with, you know, I think our team that's out there right now without Isaiah can play better and, you know, we're going to need to play better in the next two games to have a chance to win. We're back for part two here and it is going to be no basketball, well, basketball towards the end. We're going to focus on food here. We're here with Chef Brian Santos of the TD Garden and formerly of Hell's Kitchen. Let's talk about more about the game day experience here. I really want to take our viewers into what it's like to be one of your patrons here. So you were talking about kind of the experience. What are the, what do you literally, like tonight, what did you actually serve to everybody? Uh, tonight we did a, uh, we'll throw some stuff from the boardroom. So. Um, I did Italian theme tonight, so we did like a grilled tenderloin. Um, we had some homemade meatballs. Got to have the balls. Um, Always. And then That's the balls. <laughs> uh, downstairs, you know, we did some uh, seared cod with some, um, you know, some sauteed spinach, some raisins, a nice uh, beurre blanc in it. Um, you know, some veal, all the fun stuff. So we we do a lot of variant stuff that you normally wouldn't think that you would get at the garden. Um, we're not traditional, you know, chicken fingers, hot dogs. Um, however, we do serve those, but you know it's not the one of the things that we focus on and what we serve. You know, in my area of the world, um, not concessions. So, um, you know, having that, it's it's fun with. You know, every day is a new menu. Every day is you know, coming up and learning something cool, which is pretty fun and awesome. Now, you used to be a chef at Abbey Lane on Tremont Street in Theater District. I used to actually lunch there a I lot. Did, yeah. I do eat there from time to time. It's a really good restaurant. So, what is it like cooking here, where you're cooking for a lot of people? some of whom you don't even get to really uh, see, kind of trying to figure out what they want versus going somewhere where they're ordering food. It's a smaller restaurant, smaller kitchen. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, here every, everybody's a VIP. So it's, everybody is, you know, and I've learned that from Hell's Kitchen, uh, Gordon Ramsay making me scream that while the Sparks and uh, Chris Bosch were sitting right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty music. I want to hear more about that actually <laughs> first. So, uh, you know, I, I screwed up a salmon and next thing you know, he comes to me and he goes, Santos, do you know what VIP means? I said, very important person, chef. And again, and I just kept yelling it and louder and louder and louder until I finally realized I turned and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, uh, okay. Like, Who's awkward. the crazy guy yelling? Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually took over Gordon Ramsay. I was the one yelling. So it was uh, kind of, it was kind of fun and kind of awkward, but at the same time, um, you know, definitely got my, my butt back in gear and, you know, started to put out it. So. Um, it was a cool experience, you know, definitely for the most part. So, you know, bringing that and, you know, having that evaluation of a 15 Michelin star, kick your butt day in, day out, and which is all real, by the way. There's, there's nothing fake about that. Um, you know, then coming back here and, you know, having all these VIPs in here, you know, constantly feeding the Jacobs family, um, constantly feeding, you know, whoever flies in, you know, from game to game, owner to owner, you know, having to feed them and whatever they're dietary restrictions are. So, you know, I'll get an email half hour before the game. Oh, by the way, so-and-so is showing up and they're gluten-free and we want this, this, and this. Um, being able to accommodate the client is something that, you know, we're able to jump outside the box and have fun with. So, you know, I never, you know, I never thought of cooking gluten-free before or, you know, of doing anything of that nature, but we, we do it now. We actually have gluten-free flour. I run to Whole Foods sometimes. You know, I make things happen because you don't stop.
What's so. the what's the worst experience you've had with a patron here? Is anyone like <laughs> sorted in the kitchen and thrown the food in your face? I was gonna ask that? that, but I didn't want any any names <laughs> oh, coming up. That. No, I want to hear about this. Uh, Doesn't have to be here. So, it could be anywhere. So the worst. I'm not gonna say like it was the worst and the best at the same time. I've actually had the owner of the New York Islanders um, pretty much like manhug me every time I come in, and they they they're just because they're moving to the Barclays Center next year. So. Um, they want me to be their chef, and I'm like, I'm not really wanting to leave Boston, but you know, hey, it's great meeting you and all this fun stuff. Chef, you have to come over here, meet my wife. Wife gives me a hug. I'm like, uh, this is the family thing going on, or what? I don't get it. I'm kind of lost here. But uh, they're a little weird, a little out there. But at the same time, you know, it's it's the same thing you get there when you're, you know, you get to see people in and out, day in day out. I think they assume you're family, so. Um, it's, it's, it's a strange reaction, but at the same time, it's like, you know, these million dollar people are just giving me hugs. It's weird. So You're a very huggable guy. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Don't worry, the owners of the New York Islanders aren't watching tonight, so you're, you're fine. So, They've caught every other show this year, but they, they won't be watching tonight. You were telling us a story earlier about some of your time at Abbey Lane when a bunch of Celtics players came in. Yeah, so we, um, I had, so it was 4th of July. Um, of course, I had to work, you know, the owner, you know, the had it off, the exec chef. Um, and I see this, this, this guy in a Mariner's hat and a female that looks like she's pregnant. And I'm like, who the heck is that? Like, he looks familiar. So, I mean, I used to work here at the press, um, the press room before. So I've seen variants of players and stuff like that. And I'm like, he looks stupidly familiar. I know this guy from somewhere. Who is he? And I Google NBA player from Washington. And all of a sudden, Avery Bradley pops. I'm like, that's him. So we were actually doing Battle of the Burger. Um, so I'm like, great. That's a great way to get me in there. So I, I walked up to him. I'm like, you know, just I mean, introduce myself, who I was, and I said, you know, we're doing a battle of the burger. I'd love for you to try my burger. Vote on it. You can vote online. He's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, uh, and then you know, his wife just said, well, I'm kind of pregnant. I can't have medium rare, and I can't have you know this and that and egg. And so I said, no problem. So we we took, I made sure to take care of her. And you know, since then, you know, we've been kind of you know friends here on and off the court. You know, we'll walk by each other. You know, as he's walking in, I'm running up and down like a you know like a like a donkey trying to get all my food situated. Um, but we bump into each other all the time and say hi, and he, you know, he remembers me, I remember him, so it's kind of cool to have like that interaction, stuff like that. So that's great. So now we were talking about player nutrition off the camera, yep. and one thing we kind of brought up was the paleo diet, which has been a diet that a lot of people have experimented with. Maybe it makes a little bit more sense for athletes to be on the paleo diet since it really requires intense amount of workout. But what is your opinion on the role that nutrition is starting to play? It seems like it's playing a much bigger role as wellness and fitness has become more emphasized by professional Every athletes. Every day. I mean, um, I mean, my wife works for EMD Serono, so I mean, she, she's breaking apart stem cells right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's all depending on, you know, each player, what their dietary needs are, how can we boost their metabolism, how can we give them more protein? How can we get them more active? How do they shut down? Um, all those things in nature, you know, I mean, a lot of people are spending a lot of millions and millions and millions of dollars on how to figure this out, um, where you have a personal nutritionist come in for the team and they, they've, they've got your dietary structure down to the, down to the core. They have your DNA down. It's, it's, it's getting that way in science where, you know, science and sports are, are becoming like this with each other. I mean, these guys science for millions and millions of dollars. Why not insure it for them for millions and millions of dollars by you know feeding them, making sure they're healthy, making sure whatever they're taking, whatever's their you know anything that they're taking is, is working and what's working correctly. So, for our viewers that are NBA hopefuls that are hoping to get a tryout this summer, <laughs> what, would you, what would you recommend they start with their nutritional approach uh, to get ready for the uh, training camp? You know, training camp. You know, definitely. You know, you know, have your have your protein. Um, 
protein, um, I would stay away from the eggs. I would do more of a powder. Uh, make sure it's, you know, have some fiber. You know, don't, if you're gonna juice, make sure you juice fully. You know, don't, don't just have liquid. You need the, the fiber to stay in your body to, you know, slowly break down. Um, and then from there, it's just, you know, figuring out what your metabolism is, you know, and that's, that's the main thing is figuring out what, what's right for you. What's right for you and what rights for you and what rights for me is two, all three different things. Like, you know, for me, I would have, you know, protein, and then I would I would do you know carbs towards the other night, and then I'd have to you know slam a cupcake. So, um, <laughs> well, speaking can of I ask cupcakes. one quick one before okay, we start? Okay. Cupcakes. <laughs> All right. You said every, everybody's a little different. I'll try to make this quick. So we have Jared Sullinger who's shut down for the season. Yep. He's gonna be you know he told us he's gonna be working out, trying to get himself in the best shape of his life coming into next training camp. We all know Sullinger's had a little bit of a weight problem since he's been in the league. He said he's not going to hire a chef for anything. He's just going to he's going to work his butt off this off season. But Jared Sullinger comes up to you, says, "I'm going to hire you as my chef. I want you to get me in the best shape of my life. What are you going to do with him?" Um, I'm going to see what his trainer's doing, and I'm going to see how his trainer's doing it, um, depending on what he's going to do and bulk up his bulk up his carbs, bulk, bulk up his proteins. Because again, if he's not working out and he's, he's obtaining all this stuff, it's just going to turn to fat. So. You know, it's what he's doing and how he's doing it and what time he's doing it to figure out and get, you know, his metabolism up and running and make sure that we're feeding him correctly and when we're feeding him, how we're feeding him, when and what we're going to feed him and what he likes to, to make him actually eat, you know. You almost treat him like, you know, two-year-olds, if you will, you know, so. You know, you gotta, they got to like what they eat. If you don't like what you eat, then it's, it's pretty pointless. Then, you know, we're, you know, I've had the point of, you know, feeding Rondo grilled. That was his, you know, he became almost like the Ray Allen of, you know, sanitizer. I have to have grilled chicken before every game. You know, and I was the guy that had to make it for him. Um, so, you know, each people have their certain things, but again, that's protein. That's something he's about to do before he starts his game, so. So there's hope for Jared Solinger, yes. There's hope for Sully, absolutely. There we go. All right, so now the best part of the show, we did box them all early so that we can enjoy a wonderful gift from our friend here, Brian, some Georgetown cupcakes. If you haven't been to Georgetown Cupcakes on Newbury Street, it is one of the greatest places in all of Boston. It's we a delicious treat. We actually uh, serve them here in the luxury suites in the garden. That was one of my, uh, that was one of my faux pas of watching and sitting in Newbury Street and wondering, why is there a line out the door for cupcakes? <laughs> I don't get it. So we are doing right now the St. Patrick's edition. Um, this is what we're gonna get for St. Patty's Day for wow. tomorrow. Um, so it's you know it's all the shamrock faithful and all that fun stuff and even tells you what it's what it is and what you're gonna eat so um, Care to have a cupcake? I mean the mintiness from here is unbelievable. I'm gonna try I got my favorite right here in front of me Actually, I'm gonna try this bad boy got a green frosting, which I'm assuming okay. is uh, Let's see is this buttercream. I'm not sure not this one is not buttercream uh, But whatever I'm gonna eat it anyway uh, <laughs> This one. What would you, vanilla, rec you, you recommend? You have yet? vanilla buttercream. Vanilla I would probably butter. say. Oh, buttercream. Okay, I would say good. the mint Oreo looks pretty, uh, pretty sexy. Uh, this guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, or the salted caramel, which I can tell right off the top. My, of my girlfriend's head. favorite, I think, there's a salted caramel. Let's say the chocolate ganache. Tough calls here. So, uh, I I'll so, that so I'm going to teach you guys right. proper cupcake etiquette. All right. Okay. So. Did proper, I jump the gun here? You're proper proper cupcake. You're, you're not supposed you, you to eat it in one bite. That's my etiquette. Yeah. Just don't. No. So proper cupcake etiquette is. You take the cupcake, you fold it, take the bottom piece off, you put it on top. Oh, there we go. And now you have a, now you can eat it. Nice little sandwich there. Nice little sandwich here, you know what I mean? That's right. that's beautiful. All right, get your sandwich ready, we'll toast here. Oh boy. So, to all our viewers here, have a wonderful St. Paddy's Day. Get yourself some St. Paddy's Day 
Georgetown cupcakes. I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go there after work tomorrow. I'm just gonna buy another. Bowl, so, <laughs> so, 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 guys. It's a pleasure having you on, Brian. Thanks, that buddy. was a lot of fun. So, for Brian, for Julian, I'm Jared Weiss. This is the Garden Report St. Patty's Day Cupcake Edition, brought to you by Lynda.com and Peak Organic Brewing on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Mmm. Mm. Fucking good cupcake. By the way, don't forget. Listen, <laughs> I almost forgot. L- listen to this week's Celtics beat with Ian Thompson on CLNS Radio. It was an amazing interview talking about rebuilding and all this. Oh, it was so good. Listen to that. I'm going to eat my cupcakes now. Now we're officially done. <laughs> <laughs>